One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 12, with a very, very special guest, Matt Wills and Nikesh Shukla. As always, the Thanks for Trying podcast contains a lot of fucking sweary language and we get horrendously drunk. Big thank you to Seb White for recording the show. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to episode 12 of the Thanks for Trying podcast with my very special guests, Nikesh Shukla and Matt Wills. Yeah, that was super noisy. I loved it. Um, Thank you both so much for coming. I really, really appreciate this. It's a beautiful, beautiful spring day. I'm glad glad the, uh, what are they called? Shines. Blinds. What are they called? One of these things. We don't have this technology in Bristol. Do you not? No, we have curtains. Just curtains. I know, I know. Curtains are better than blinds, though. I, but it's a bit 90s, really. Yeah, I prefer curtains. I'm a curtain man. Curtains are good. How do you feel about drapes? I think his first album was great. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, was wait- I was waiting. Yeah. I was waiting. Oh, like, first I was like, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Are we actually going to talk about Drake? No, no one ever about Drake. If everyone talks about Drake and I just could get two, yeah, two Drakes just to cover my blinds. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I was about to make a worse dad joke and say, Go on. "You okay. are actually a dad, so you're yeah, allowed." And I'm allowed to, and now, but now I've referenced that it's going to be a dad joke. I kind of offset that we know yeah, it's going to be unfunny. Go on. But a good tip for closing drapes is f- to start from the bottom and then you've made it. Oh, oh here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. And we're not even drunk. And See you later. Wow. So I mean, Nikesh, I haven't seen you in a long time. So I'm going to go in before Matt just starts. You know, just shouting and doing. Some kind of internal diatribe out, out, out loud. So he's going to break and stuff. You know, I haven't seen you in fucking ages, and it's, 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 it's and he's, he's never seen you. Um, but it's you know, it's been amazing and so exciting to watch, like how how your career's propelled, and so it's very inspirational as well for for people to see and to I'm, see that. I'm just glad that somewhere around 2007 2008 I realised that I was a really average rapper yeah. <laughs> and gave that up because the thing was about you a rapper? I, I was yeah. a really bad rapper for a bit and the thing about rapping is like you have to be amazing and you have to keep like telling everyone that you're amazing again yeah. and again and again or you can be shit but have a thing yeah 
like because like there are some really shit rappers out oh, there, but they've got a yeah, thing. Bad, but bad. like the worst, so the worst mm. type of rapper you could be is a really average rapper. Yes. And yeah. so when I realised I was okay, I was like, yeah. oh, that I'm should be a rap name though. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. then you'd have been fine. Everyone knows. Like, let's put the most average rapper in London. He's going to yeah. come down and give you an average. That's show. his thing. Yeah, he's so average. You're not going to be You're slightly bemused. He's, he's not even solid. He's just he's, he's, okay. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's okay. not even so solid. He's basically tepid. Occasionally you'll be perplexed for a moment. Occasionally, um, so, but so you when when did you decide? So your, your the first book, Coconut Unlimited, mm. was which is about three average rappers, precisely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking brilliant. But when did you when when did you decide to write that and go? Actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this. I mean, I was always writing when I like when I was also an average rapper. Mm. Um, but there just came a point where I thought I need to, I need to not do both of these things. I need to do one of them. Yeah, because I'd written like two book length things while I was being an average rapper and they were, they're okay, but you know, they weren't publishable. Yeah. And then I, um, I thought, well, all right, l- let me just, let's just write, a, let's just write a novel properly. And the thing that kind of came to me, the thing that amused me was like sort of writing this sort of fictional account of like some really average yeah. rappers. <laughs> so Coconut Limited is about it's like great. three, three kids in this, uh, three Asian kids in this all white private school. Yeah. And like, they really identify with gangster rap because That's like, amazing. it's either identify with gangster rap or identify with the, the, grandchildren of your colonial masters <laughs> yeah. and so they they form a rap crew oh, but amazing. they're really shit and the whole thing is kind of building up to like them doing an open mic at the end and oh, just being really, really terrible spoiler is in, in harrow <clears throat> yeah in harrow, in harrow where i grew oh, up days, of course harrow. of course I, it was i mean i must have met you at trinity at some point i'm sure it was yeah. sure it would have been because trinity was i guess a, a hub a future talent, a yeah, future talent that came yeah. out of that place. Yeah, I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't really go out. Like, I didn't mm. know any... Yeah, I, just, I, just I just did a home and did I, all I, the I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, while, while everyone was going out and having fun, I was, I was in the lab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was like, cooking was them heaters. Straight banging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's just as well I decided to not do that because like yeah, and yeah, the good immigrant has been completely just bizarre. Like none of none of us thought it would be as big as it has been, yeah. but it's just been huge. It's wonderful the support, and it's just you can even just from seeing you retweet like people around the world kind of reading it and it being on bookshelves. That must have been an incredibly validating kind of experience to get to get. I know I get that when people message me about my music or something. I'm like. Whoa, I just, I'm too busy in my own world that yeah. I don't really realise it traverses that kind of, you know, landscape. And, and also, like, it is, it, it is a weird thing when someone comes up to you and, like, they, they say that a thing that you've done has, like, changed their life in some way. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. And you I'm, can make I'm, an impact. I, 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 I still fart in the bath and think it's funny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it forever will be. <laughs> yeah, no, one's yeah, it. no one's out. And as a dad, you're meant to be doing this thing. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah, yeah. kids love it. Not that I fart in bars with kids very often, but I'm just imagining that the kids would love it. <laughs> you are you are but a kid yourself. Yeah, yeah, I'm a brilliant, amazing. <laughs> and the so, first thing I say. Uh, so you, so Good Immigrant came out last year, and it was and it was primarily funded by, I guess, 
by people, people that wanted to read it. And that was the great experiment, funding like a book like that. Because I know I see lots of Kickstarters and, yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, I was doing a lot of work around like the lack of representation for, for BAME writers. And, and uh, for people that, know, that don't know what that is, because even I had to look it up like last ethnics. year. Ethnics. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people of, people of colour. Uh, bri- uh, black, Asian and minority ethnic writers. And, and um, one of the things that you're always told, like whenever you go, oh, there should be more books by by black, Asian and minority mm-hmm. ethnic writers, people are like, well, people don't really read those books. They don't really sell very well. And you're like, wow, that's really doubly insulting. Yeah. On the one hand, my skin colour is a marketing trend. On the other hand, yeah. it's not a very lucrative marketing trend. Oh, what, yeah. do, what, what do I believe? Exactly. And so, um, and there was this publisher called Unbound. And so it is, it, like, it runs just like a normal publisher, but they raise all the money to put the book out through crowdfunding. Great. So like the moment the book actually hits the shelves, it's making money. People want, you know that people want it. It's yeah. not like taking a risk. It's like, yo, and that's fucking amazing for you because when you're putting it out, people show like oh my, we want to have this it's paid for you don't you're not yeah. scared it's going to go out and, and, that, it's flop. and that's the beautiful thing about the the end of the book is there's just lists of people that have that have funded yeah. it yeah yeah it's so nice i found myself getting emotional like just read reading through the names I was like, oh, that's sick. I didn't even know my brother. Like, you know, I thought <laughs> your brother's in the yeah. he's I, was like, I saw, he's I saw my name. I was like, yeah. And then I looked. I was like, what? Tuna was on it. Yeah, that's right. Do you have this, support in this? this so, I, so my what we can say is my Miss L, who wrote a chapter in the book, uh, is, is my sister-in-law. Um, I guess that's surely that's probably yeah. Come on, of course that would be fine. Why, what's what sneaky's going down? So because she goes under the name Miss L. Why? Well, what we she's, can, still, she's still got to get work. Yeah, she's still got. So what? What Miss Miss L uh, is right is an am- amazing writer yeah. that does a thing called casting call woes or woes. I can never remember it's plural or singular. Singular, singular casting call woe, and yeah. uh, where she gets primarily the the most misogynistic, horrible casting calls that that go around to actors. Oh, they're insane. Yeah, and uh, and and makes them public, and there's some. Fun shit that's in yeah, there yeah like man. she like the, like the, it, often it's like she's in her she's middle aged so we're looking for someone who's 30 plus yes. <laughs> 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 who looks about 25 <laughs> oh god but you've got wonderful wonderful people and of course Riz Riz did a chapter uh, my favourite actually was Nish Kumar's I thought was just uh, Nish, Nish is hilarious I, I just found myself busting up every single line whilst reading his chapter I yeah think. and the thing is I, re- I remember like when that ha- when he was tweeting loads about it I didn't I didn't know him then and yeah. I, and I just thought this is so um Nish uh someone someone from like the outright basically nicked this stand-up comedian Nish Kumar's um yeah. press photo and used it to create this meme of like either an angry or a confused Muslim yeah. and oh. so like the these guys were using this really really horrific like ra- racist fucking memes Whoa. with Nish's face and Nish was like um part of me is bothered because I'm not even like I'm not Muslim, but also like <laughs> but also, the, key, the key point for a start. But also, the other part of me is like, so what? I'm not Muslim. Just don't use my fucking face. Yeah, that's a problem. Um, and like he had no control over it, and and so he wrote this chapter about mm. about the whole experience. Oh, amazing! That's brilliant. That's so good. That's the wrong way to go viral. <laughs> in it, when you become a meme, it's always going to be a bad but idea. Embra- and he embraced it, which is such a, a beautiful thing as well. And what, and I guess another thing which we can talk about more later as well is. Uh, J.K. Rowling, of course, supported it, which is quite an it's interesting. Amazing. I love Harry Potter. Sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's like and and tweets about it, and like she's you know that's that's still quite an exciting thing. Yeah, it's, it it is really exciting, and it is also weird because like it's 
you know, you see how quickly people are like, J.K. Rowling made this book famous. And you're like, mm, we, yeah, we, we, well, we did some work as well, yeah, you know. just a little bit, yeah. Um, uh, but like, yeah, so um, I think she's she's a big fan of Moose Rock Wonga's work. And yeah. so um, I think must have just seen it on his timeline. Mm. And yeah, she she became, she gave us five grand to make the book, which <sighs> made her like the patron of the book. And That's she's great. been super supportive. And How's um, it been cost to make a book? Yeah, how, I mean... I don't know. Is books expensive? Yeah, I, I bought a book bloody, in about four years, and it was a Russell Brand book. So I can't <laughs> think much about books. I own two books: Russell Brand and the one my book How to Pick one, Up Girls. My book you um, two. I think the book two, and I've got the one. What's it called? Uh, the, not the secret. The one about get, picking up girls by. Oh no, that's awful. Yeah, that's ter- what a terrible book. Yeah, I know, but it was what the the game. By yeah, the, a fucking great. Neil Strauss. Ten out of ten. God. So you've just you've just got back from tour. Yeah, just gone back, toured with Sagala and then toured with Bastille. Wow, all across Eastern Europe, which was insane. Okay, like, yeah, I've never, like, I never, like, it's one of those faces that you never think, like, I'd never think of going enough. instantly yeah. to go to like Eastern Europe straight away. It would not be like yeah. a holiday thing, like, yo, should we go get some lads and go to Russia? <laughs> But going, it literally completely changed my life. Completely yeah. changed my perception. And you of, were saying it's very different. It's very different to the way p- people perceive Russia. So crazily different. Completely perception that the media shows yeah. of Eastern Europe and what I experienced yeah. was worlds apart. Like, right. I've, like you, you see pictures. You never see the pictures of Russia of the things that I saw. Went to the Red Square and it's probably the most beautiful, breathtaking thing I've ever seen. Just monuments yeah. and insane in the architecture the people were so amazing there is yeah. still this kind of underlying thing yeah. and i did get in a fight in a bar because they wouldn't let a gay guy into the bar which i just thought was insane like we hired this bar to have a party at the end of the shows and these so gay was it the bouncers that didn't bouncers and they were they were like so sound and then out of nowhere this guy just flipped and changed he was like when it's this guy you can't come in and i was like why can't he come in no oh, we know he's gay what? and i'm like i fully was like right well we're taking our shit and we're going i ain't paying the bill fuck you mm-hmm. and then he completely was like, oh, I'm really sorry, let them all in. But I'm just like, if that's a thing, like yeah. that should never be a thing. Like it's just a couple, like, it's a place to have a couple of drinks. So yeah. there is, that is, I found that scene that is there. Yeah. But in like terms of thing, it completely changed my fucking mentality, yeah. man. It was insane. And the girls out there are beautiful. We've got time for the girls out there. Shout out to all the Russian ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a pop star already. <laughs> this, is, this is what's happened. How big, how big were the Bastille shows? Because I'm getting, they looked like insane. they were ridiculous. So like, before I went on like the Bastille shows, the biggest show I did like was like two thousand people, like it was a port slot or something. So then we obviously went out there and it was like arenas, so like ten thousand people, oh, which wow. was like, and I couldn't afford to take my band, so it was just me and the guitar. And I never played shows that big, so I'm coming out there's ten thousand people and it's just me and my guitar, like, uh. fuck, what am I gonna do? And I was like literally forgetting my stuff. But like, after like the second show, like the crowds were mad supportive out there. Because yeah. like they just like they just love music, and mm-hmm. I feel like I thought it was almost a little bit more embracing than some of the English crowds. I've been yeah, to, definitely. Where it's kind of like, oh, do we like it? Do we not? Is it cool out there? Yeah. Just like, is it music? I love it. I want to have fun. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, it was fucking amazing, man. Like, I'd say let's go. Let's go get wasted. Let's go Russia. Let's go Russia. I'd let's love go. to go to Russia. How cold was it? Fucking freezing, mate. Yeah. I was gonna give up smoking because I couldn't stand standing outside. <laughs> I was literally like, I was I was literally wearing like I had no like thermal clothes because I threw away all my clothes when I was moving the house. So I'd like no thermal clothes so I was wearing like women's leggings underneath like pairs of jeans and pretty then, warm like, though pretty warm pretty damn warm we're not <laughs> onto something we're leggings don't <laughs> yeah. keep those things secret we need them don't keep them all to yourself you're being greedy Listen, with the leggings I have a pair of uh, men's thermals <clears throat> that was they were cat print like, or kitten print, print right kitten and print I'm like, yeah 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 so you make it look more sexy but I tell everyone they're men's thermals 100% they're women's leggings yeah 
But they're very warm. Oh, mate, amazing. Amazing. This my is penis my has never been so <laughs> This is a confessional right now. <laughs> Just thought I'd let you know I wear women's underwear sometimes. <laughs> Life-changing. So that's great. And are you going to go back on tour with them? Or like, what's, what's the next, um, what's the next we're stage? We're planning on doing some more shows with Bastille. Mm-hmm. But um, it was kind of crazy because the hype from the shows that started off from the start of the tour to the end of it meant that by the time I started off in Ukraine and ended up in Russia, yeah. all these kids had heard of me and I'm like, I'm not famous in the UK. And so yeah. going there to the point where they, the, like they, the police were policing me and stopping kids from like getting to me. So I've been in One Direction for yeah. like a couple of days. It was fucking sick. Wow. Mate. Went to some like children's store, which is basically Hamley's. And I wanted to buy a Russian Barbie because like, why not? Like, <laughs> like, I just want. I mean, I can think of a few. Why not? But but I don't know. Sure. But like, I just, I just went in. And I was like, I really fucking want a Russian Barbie. Like that seems swaggy as hell. Like, like a fur coat and like a hat. I was like, I just want that. Yeah, I didn't end up cool. buying one because so many kids turned up that I had to like hide in the back of families. Or is it because you went? Oh, it's just it's just like Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, but the Which... Russian writing's really cool. They got letters and numbers and shit all in the same words. It's crazy. I know we have to say, <laughs> but like sometimes there's just like a three in there, and I'm like, that's that's not a word. Did that's a number. From? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like oh my, it's like Greek, innit? it? Like, they have the same. That's I think, correct, don't they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Any that's any Greek people out there? Tell me what your letters. Are <laughs> you just message in. Um, so because you support Halsey as well, and so you've done a few of these big tour, big you know big kind of tours. Yeah. Um, that's that's sick. And what what is next then? Because the album coming up yeah so we just released the first single Emily yeah Radio 1 played Radio that premiered. I got pissed up in a Weatherspoons and celebrated good um, swagged out as every Fantastic. person should do probably the best moment so far of my music releases and I thought I'd celebrate in a Weatherspoons I mean because I'm a classy not? bird everything is so cheap in Weatherspoons I mean you're, you live in Bristol so I imagine there's about 6 million Weatherspoons <laughs> my, my friend Kit did a whole book of Weatherspoons carpets because he right. he, oh, yeah, he realised that like every single Weatherspoons has its own bespoke carpet That's right. and so he went around the country taking photos of them for it's a book insane. and like writing this sort of really weird experimental writing <laughs> inspired by the carpets it's I think really Weatherspoons good. is underrated like well, massively like everyone kind of is like oh we're going to go spoons I'm like nah man like you no. get a breakfast for two pounds no. and like they're, they're, they're always amazing locations not terrible no it's not that bad I've been there twice this week vegetarian options it's, I had a vegan thing yesterday and a Weatherspoons I thought that was life changing <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was... vegan in Weatherspoons yeah in I it. mean to be fair I think that's where we're, 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 we're going to revert back to that because all of these brunch places with queues down the road are yeah. fucking aggressively boring and they're so yeah. average oh. like you know you just it's everything is eggs on toast and I'm just sick of it I'm sick of seeing the same people in there I'm just gonna go Weatherspoons instead oh mate definitely it's I want to ban avocados I think avocados need to be stopped no avocados need to be stopped they're all over my fucking timeline every day everyone you go for breakfast and everyone's like avocado. avocado on toast I'm like fuck off <laughs> like, eggs away they're the problem not the avocados yeah I, I blame I blame avocado no it's like problems. listen kale yeah I was eating kale for, for a long time all you right? were so hipster I was eating nah. kale before anyone else was eating kale my dad was making kale back in the day <laughs> your dad was making so, kale so yeah, you're, you you're pre-hipster I'm pre-hipster kale yeah. <laughs> you are the most hipster this person is the I know sh- I mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> I always remember this, this conversation that like um this is Nikesh will appreciate this a lot uh, with a rapper called Jest who is like the best you know to, to me and probably Nikesh and our, our generation of, uh, he's the best rapper to come from this country and he he was staying with me and we were, we were working on some stuff and we, we were sitting in my garden this is when I lived in Manor House and uh, 
and we were like fucking hipsters, man. This was the the, the time when Shoreditch was still kind. Of, it wasn't Shoreditch yet. The only two places yeah. you could go out was like Herbal and Cargo, and it yeah. was still kind of bad. You could still kind of get stabbed around. And you don't want to go to Cargo on like a Tuesday night when all the like the dickheads in suits like they've rolled their sleeves yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're everywhere. Now yeah, they're everywhere and every night. That's why I don't go Shoreditch, man. You turn up and like it's just like a load of guys that like oh maybe finish work, mate. Who's got a grand? Yeah, exactly. you get me. Or the wife don't know. I ain't going back for another hour. Who wants to go out? Someone give me a fucking Uber Select. And you're like, fuck off, mate. That girl doesn't want to sleep with you. Roll down your fucking sleeves. Wear a pair of jeans. And you work in business. You're, you're just a cunt. Like, you get what I mean? I mean, it's fa- that's factual. It's true. It's like, you know it fact. it very well. You're very fact. you're very ver- well versed in this, in yeah. this character. I, I appreciate that Shoreditch. Shoreditch is now Shoreditch. the staggy destination but, of... It, what, is this a fact? Because I like oh, make, no, it I, fact, make it, it a it, fact. Is it yeah. alternative facts? Shoreditch was voted the the <laughs> best worst place to go on a stag do by Time Out. The worst place. Oh, no, he's yeah, making it up. Right. Oh, right. I was like, I'm not with it. You can say anything, no, though. You get what I mean? Yeah. So Kirsty and Phil from off the telly. Kirsty and Phil. They said that Shoreditch was the place to go to if you really, really wanted to put on your best shirt and your best shoes, but wear stonewashed jeans. And have some like like low level cocaine and some really expensive drinks. You should go to Shoreditch. If they said it and they're off the telly, then it's it's happening. Are Kirsty and Phil banging? That was something that's more interested in because are they not banging? I thought they were a couple, or am I complete? You know, you know, (laughs) you know. doesn't know. Okay, no one they're not a couple. Oh, he's googled it. Fact. No, Fact? Are they not? No. I think, I think they once happened. shared an awkward glance over a Foxton's table. Like, oh, <laughs> there was a bit of frisson in the air. <laughs> What's that? Frisson is one of my favourite words. Of all I don't, time. Bro, I've got the like it's, vocabulary of a small child. What's that? Is that a dog? It's, it's basically frisson is like the moment of uh, of electricity that kind of makes you go. Oh. It's like kind of like sexual tension or. You know, it's it's a, it's a lovely word. Um, anyway, speaking <laughs> of free son, I was in my garden with uh, Jess. Oh, yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah. Where did we the, end up? How did we end up at Kirsty and Phil And um, we were there, and we were just complaining about hips, fucking hips, this shortage. Ah, oh, it's all changed. Everything's changed. It's not like it was, you know, like when we used to be scared to walk places, and now now we're just like, you know, people cross the road. Yeah. You know, when you walk down and you're wearing a hoodie or something. Anyway, so we're just having a chat, and then then we looked at each other and went, and then he goes, "Wait a second, man." Look! Look at us, and then and he, and he goes, "I'm I'm an a- aging rapper that's like sleeping on your couch while we make rec." And I also run a record label, and I, you know, I, I write graffiti. And you're a producer that's currently gardening. <laughs> As we speak, you're currently gardening wearing a pink Dale Winton supermarket sweep jumper <laughs> with Crocs on, just for good measure. And you're like, we we are we are the problem. Yeah, maybe we're the problem. You are the problem, mate. I'm not, I think I'm not I'm trying to point fingers, but I'm pointing fingers. I had a beard as well. I rode a bike. Oh, you did ride a bike, and you always had wraps. You oh. wrap. <laughs> and that's like the signal of like someone's a hipster. They they were like, oh, I'm not going to eat much bread. I'll get a wrap. Yeah, and no, cycling home with almond milk. Oh yeah, literally in one arm. <laughs> you, you probably lactate almond milk now. I probably do, man. Like 100 lactate, lactate all sorts. <laughs> 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 Facts. Um, so, Nikesh, so are you still are you still listening to rap as an average rapper and uh, but a more than average rap fan? Are you still are you still tuned in to everything? I'm still convinced that Boom Bap is going to come back strong one day. You know what? It's, it has. 
Has it? I mean, finally, yeah. <laughs> my investment in the mid nineties has finally yeah. paid off. I'm I might, I might try selling some records. Uh, yeah, I think you should. I should convince my wife I'm going to hold on to these one day. That's they'll it. be worth three pound fifty, yeah. and not the one pound I paid for them when Mr. Bongo shut oh down. God, listen, what's Mr. Boom Bap Rap is like the classic era. This is good that you're asking me this because there's audience, there's people that listen that, that might not fucking know any of this shit. Because the people that listen to this podcast aren't necessarily people that from the rap days. They might not even be people that listen to rap now. You know, they just fucking, you know, they love the fact that three people get absolutely smashed. And, and also, talk about Matt's young Ru- Russian fans are probably like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is Boom Bap? What, what is, is Boom Bap? It's a great it's sandwich. True. Can we ban it? So, <laughs> Boom, boom Bap is... <laughs> <laughs> Boom Bap is like classic golden era hip hop of like mid mid to late nineties, where it's it, it's it's epitomized by the Tribe Called Quest, Pete Rock, you know that kind of sound of like big oh, drum right. breaks uh, with sampled uh, samples, a lot of like filtered samples as their bass lines. Yeah, um, it doesn't some sometimes more angry. Some, it can be whatever conscious and whatever, but Boom Bap kind of is epitomized by that era. Sounds cool. Um, it's fucking it's brilliant. Yeah, you know, as much that, as that new Tribe album. New made me feel album. very emotional. Yeah, the way that they had, in, they had really, really integrated Five Dog into that album. So and I just, don't know how. I mean, I guess they must have been records that fight. You know, before he died, he just dropped in. It was, it was sad. Yeah. Well, so, not sad. It was really, really great, but it did make me feel sad. Like, yeah, I feel bad because I didn't really listen to a track called Quest until Five died. Yeah, which is kind of really, really strange. Like discovering something because I saw the news about Five. I was like. Who is this yeah. guy? Why That's do I know some of his bars? Why do I know some of these things? But I've never invested my yeah. time into it. So then when I see it, like that happened, that's when I got into a tribe progress. I was like, oh, this guy's fucking sick. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's so sad discovering someone so talented with such like an amazing yeah. like flow and everything. And then going, oh, he's not here anymore. Mm, it's yeah. really strange. Mm. Like, and like, everyone, like Q-Tip is the cooler guy, but I reckon yeah. I always thought Fife's the better rapper. That's also, because he was diabetic and that made him even cooler. Yeah, it was funky. Diabetes is in, he was man. the funky diabetic. Funky diabetic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big, big up my, bro- my brother, my brother and Fife, the two, uh, <laughs> two funky, two di- funky, two funky oh, diabetics. Oh, diabetic. Tinan is the last of the Mohicans of the funky <laughs> diabetics. <laughs> no, now big up Tinan, man. Keep, keep it strong. Um, but yeah, and then obviously from from UK rap, from this boom bap rap, came, you know, we talk a lot on, on the podcast of of uh, UK rap alumni that have come through and you know absolutely killed it such as Riz in your book and Ed Scrine regular on the podcast and yeah. underline you know what I mean and every like, time I say, like I, wait, what, what was that uh, the transport of film mm-hmm. I, I was watching it and I just the whole time I'm just in my head going <laughs> so that it's was really his old crew. Hard. It was really oh, hard. He used to be in a crew called Underground Alliance. Oh fuck, that's gangster. And uh, yeah, like that was. Is that like the name of the TFL before the TFL? <laughs> fun, fun, funnily enough, they, their logo was, was, it was? a bastardized Genius. version of the t- <laughs> Genius. I, lo- I love having this because it's like having to explain stuff as well. It's quite interesting because it it's it makes you think about it from a from an like a, an ob- you know an objective standpoint. You're like, Shit, I haven't explained this before. This is weird, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. It, it, it's like we're historians. Exactly. Yeah. Like long, long long ago ago. I like these things, but don't, why do I like them? Where do they start? Yeah, what, what is this? Yeah, no, but I, I feel you like even, you know, there's an interesting thing about discovering someone 
after after they die and and it, that a lot of people look down on it they're like oh you know what you did you didn't know jay you didn't know jay diller before he died like you don't deserve to listen to jay diller and i'm yeah, like that's bollocks no, it's bullshit yeah, people were so precious about things even like now with like grime coming back and all that shit like when i was a kid i listened to it grime coming back well like it's it never left <laughs> but like it's so hyped now right, and like okay. kid like like I was dating this girl and her little sister's like 14 years old and she's coming at me and being like, oh, we heard of this new artist called Skepta and I'm just like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And like, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of where it comes from. Like where, how and people are mad at that. People are mad. They're like, well, how, how you shouldn't, oh, you only listen to Grime now. It's, it's cool. you know, it's in the charts where it's cool. And I'm like, but it does, uh, I get annoyed though. I don't mind. Some people listen to it like, in the music industry I found, some people are like, tuning into it because it's cool to like it. it like, it's like, oh, well, you should listen to Grime because it's the cool thing. Yeah. And like, I'll like release a tune and someone's like, oh, you need to get a Grime rapper on a remix. I'm like, why? Yeah. But, but what's really funny is been like seeing loads and loads of rappers, like some average ones pointing at myself. And, and, <laughs> and like, it, but like, <laughs> but like, seeing them, seeing them all go off and do other things. And like, and when uh, Doc Brown dropped his new track last week and mm. he was doing that double time thing, I was, it was like, Oh man, I really missed like hearing Doc Brown be fucking amazing yeah. on the yeah. mic. Yeah. Uh, and you for, like like you forget how talented a rapper he mm-hmm. is because yeah. like all the, the the I mean the comedy stuff's amazing. But, oh, it's genius. But like he is a fucking He's sick. Brilliant. It takes a brilliant rapper to be able to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on making it funny. Yeah, because yeah. I can. That's true. Even like I watched, I watched something. I've seen, thought I'd seen all of his comedy skits, and I watched the other one, uh, one two days ago, yeah. about him wishing David Attenborough was his granddad. <laughs> yeah, and it's <coughs> fucking so. And I'm like, how the fuck do you write this? Like, yeah, it's, it's you have to be a sick rapper to begin with, and yeah. a sick writer yeah. in order to put yourself in that mind state. Have you ever? I don't know if it's a thing, but have you ever ghost written like? No, no. Would you ever like write someone's biography? Oh my god, are you Drake's St- ghostwriter? <laughs> is that, is that, that's the plot twist, you know. Stacy Solomon's like, I want to write an autobiography. Would Nick Hedgehogger write it for me? Um, how much are we talking? Oh, is it like, if it's good money, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, but you have, you have to spend a year with, with Stacy Solomon. I mean, she it. seems like a nice it. person. Oh. I reckon she'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Um, was it your next for free? No, no. <laughs> was it your next factor? Was she the one? Yeah, X-Factor? she was. Yeah. Oh, right, that thing. And she also, having been into Savers yesterday, she also has her own line of uh, perfume. Oh no way! In yeah. Savers, that's the dream, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is the dream. What, what? is Savers? Savers <laughs> <laughs> is that like little? I'm explaining everything to you. Yeah, isn't it? I, I've been away for so long, I've forgotten it. I, I, I couldn't find Savers yesterday. It's the, it's the pound shop that Hackney forgot to gentrify. True. Oh. So basically, where I live, mate. The, yeah. My favorite one in, in Shepherd's Bush, Knightsbridge Road. There's a shop that isn't um, everything 99p more or less. <laughs> and I'm just like your brother that means you can charge anything <laughs> like, that is not always like more or less like, more, more or less more or less 99 pounds it could be 10 quid it could be 98p more or less I'm like brother that is great marketing you feel like you're getting cheap but you ain't getting shit no well, if you're ever bored one day and want to go into a pound shop fill a basket full of stuff and go up there and ask them each time, how much is this? <laughs> I reckon Stacey Solomon probably does that with all her perfumes. How much is it? Is it actually a pound? <laughs> I want to know how these people get these perfumes because Michael Bublé's got one in there too. Like a lot of people have got their. I want to know what I have to do to get my own. What line. does Bublé smell like? 
I don't know, but I don't know if I'd want to smell like Corey. Come on. I smell delicious. I smell fucking delicious. I smell like cigarettes and vodka. Right. It smells all right. Cigarettes, vodka, and more cigarettes. And angst. Fear. That's what I smell like. So talk to me. So I want, what I want also, Nikesh, is I want you to tell Matt something I know about very well because I thought it was fucking amazing and something you've probably spoken about to the death but Matt with no I'm assuming has no knowledge of it Sorry. around your second book Meat Space <laughs> yeah you sent as a as an amazing I mean I'm not even going to explain it just involved meat actually being in space so you oh no I sent some meat into space to promote my <laughs> space. <laughs> like mail my meat my friend Nick Shout out Nick, uh, who does all my book covers. Uh, he he was like, well, why don't we were at the pub one day, and he was like, well, what can we do on so-? like because the book was about social media and it's about yeah. like people who tweet too much and yeah. uh, he was like, what can we do on social media to to kind of promote the book? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. like have a hashtag oh, all right. uh, and he, yeah. <laughs> cutting edge thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Ooh, go on I, cha- I charge I charge myself a six figure salary for that <laughs> consultancy um, and he was like well, why don't we send some meat into space because it was called meat space and I was like yeah yeah good one Nick and he went, in, went away and researched and he was like for 233 pounds we could send some meat into space how do you wow. do it how do you send meat into space um, so we bought really we bought throat. a tandoori lamb chop from Tay Abs yeah the best the best place. the best Best lamb chops in London. Best. Okay, I'll uh, remember that. Uh, yep. One, yeah, yeah. I, they do some good vegan things. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was just, I was just like, well, I was gonna sit there with my lamb chops tonight. I'm like, well, I have to experience this. I've been vegetarian, but you have to experience these lamb chops. Uh, um, we we bought a weather balloon and oh, yeah. like and a GoPro, and we basically made like a pod out of the polystyrene casing that comes with the GoPro. And, oh, insane! And put mounted the GoPro in it. Mounted like the fork with like the lamb chop, blew up the, um, blew up the weather balloon, and sent phone, me into phone space. up the RAF to tell them. A, like, oh, you have to the, warn them. You can't, yeah, you, you have can't to get you have to get a license up. and stuff. You're what sending, do you mean? You're sending a lamb chop into sky. space. Yeah. yeah, but like we don't own space. Like surely we have to. I don't know. Um, and then we, <laughs> we sent it up into space. And, That's insane. Yeah, and the the video went viral. Um, wow. To the point where, and this, I think this will be the highlight of my career. Paul Merton made fun of me on "Have I Got News for You," no. which, which I think, you know, that's that's, that's that pretty cool. Fucking cool. I got I got a withering fucking put down from Paul Merton who thought I was a fucking idiot for doing it. Oh, I think it's genius. That's but that's fine. I got like I got taken the piss out of on that. Sh- I went on Taskmaster. That's on the planes, you know. Is it? Yeah. My episode? Yeah, I watched it on um, my flight back from Russia. You were on Taskmaster? (laughs) I was on Taskmaster. Well, just in the the background. No, I was was Doc's special guest. And uh, (laughs) and like, always the bridesmaid. You know what I mean? (laughs) And they they put my photo up on the big screen and one of them, the guy from um, in between us, what's what's his face? Greg Davies, he was there and then, and they were all just like, Doc, I can't believe you're inviting a, a common criminal onto the show. <laughs> I was like, Come on, bruv. To be fair, you could have gunned me a lot worse. And I had, bar- I had bars ready for the end when I came on. I was like, okay, I'm going to go at you. I'm going at you. I've got, I've got things to say. And then the credits rolled. And I was like, oh, oh right. man. I, didn't, I, didn't get to, I got wired up. I, didn't get, I was going to do it. Anyway, so I had a question about this before we go into how they discovered it, because that's quite interesting in itself, yeah, how they discovered, well, discovered the lamb me. chop and discovered that the camera and how you got it back. How did you, how did you, 
what was the adhesive you used on the fork? I always wanted to ask you. How did it like, stay on? Gaffer there? tape. What you put what? on with a fork? We yeah, it was put it through a fork. fork, put a cork on the end of it, because, which was a last minute addition. Yeah. Oh no, no, it wasn't. That wasn't a last minute addition. Like um, Nick put some cork on the end of it in case it felt fell to earth at high speed and fucking stabbed someone. Because I just very want to die clever, by a pork chop. Like that would be the best thing ever uh, to die by a pork chop. Sorry. That's very uh, and like seconds. our friend, our friend Rob came along for the ride. Like he drove me to the Cotswolds because yeah. I can drive at the time and. Um, Rob ended up like retying all the knots because he was mm. like, "You guys don't know how to tie knots." And if Rob hadn't, it's from a Boy Scout, <laughs> like, probably. But like, if he hadn't retied the knots, we also could have killed someone. We like, didn't yeah. think this through. We just thought, "Let's put some lamb in space." Yeah, in it. And um, yeah, we just like I think there was like probably gaffer tape on the on the other side of yeah. it that you can't see with the, with the camera because the like the thing with the footage is we don't like it, the camera cuts out so we mm. don't actually see it come down and right. we don't see what happens to the lamb job but basically it, 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 I want to know what happens to lamb in space and that that lamb that died for that was it cooked by the solar flares that's what I want to know I mean it was already cooked oh okay oh yeah of course right you cooked it well we well, bought, from, bought from it from, from the, a uh, a, res- a restaurant uh, in, in oh, Whitechapel. Restaurant. Yeah, I just yeah. got a bit of raw meat. Nah. Nah. Um So it was it was perfectly adhesed. It, it was, was it was it was risk assessed. It was risk assessed. The health and safety officer. RAF were aware. Sounds like an so excerpt from Fifty Shades down. of Grey. What did what, <laughs> what, what did what did the RAF say when you called them up and went, "Listen, mate, I'm just." Don't worry, it's not the Russians, it's not anyone. <laughs> it's, not it's, the, like, it's not the alien attack. It's not the aliens, we're just putting some meat into it. Don't worry, it's cool, don't worry about it. What did they say? They really didn't care, which uh. made me think, we're going to put a spy camera up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just launching the spy camera uh, now. Are yeah. you guys okay with that? Yeah, 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 we're yeah, fine. Cool, sure. Okay, cool. Um, Do you reckon they thought you weren't serious though, when you was like, yo, Wagwan, how's it going? Yeah, good. This is, I'm, I'm just, I've just got this idea. I mean... I don't want. I don't want to malign the forms. I don't want. I don't want to basically tell you guys the lies that we told on the forms. <laughs> you said you it was a scientific NDA, so experiment. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it was, was a scientific. Science. It, it was science. It was science. One hundred percent. Can science. you put meat in space? Yes, you can. You can. <laughs> Fact. So it was found. So yeah, it, it ended up being caught up in the threshing machine of some guy who is uh, like a farmhand, hmm. and he. Um, he phoned us up and he said, I found your lamb chop camera. Do you <laughs> found wa- your meat, mate. Found your camera. Do you <laughs> want it back? And we're, and uh, Nick was like, yeah, yeah, we'd love it back. Thank you. And then we basically ended up in this six-month ordeal with this guy where he wouldn't, like, he would answer his phone. We'd arrange to meet him. He wouldn't show up. What? He would then, like, make up loads of excuses. and your famous meat. We, we didn't know what was going on, but he was really, really sketchy. And then, um, like... One day I was waiting, like I gave him, I stupidly, like this is before we, we thought, this yeah. was around time we thought this guy's a bit, probably a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I, gave, I gave him my home address and I was like. Genius. Um, and then I changed my home address. And I said, oh, I'm no longer at this place. Meet me on the street. And I went like basically stood down the street from my house. Wow. Like a drug and wa- deal. And wait, waited for him. <laughs> Snipers on the and, roofs. And then he like, he said, oh, um, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic, blah, 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 blah. And then he sent me another message that was meant for someone else. I think it was yeah. meant for his girlfriend. And that gave me two bits of information about him. They had played rugby that day and he played rugby in a in a and the location of where he played rugby and i was like oh this is interesting yeah. so i went online and i looked up rugby matches in that 
yeah. that area and I found um, the amateur rugby team that he played for I no. found his profile no. he had lied about his name no yeah and like the whole thing suddenly got weird because I, the, my, my, the novel that I'd written was about like like people who lie about themselves online Social and like lies. yeah and, and so and you ended up in this sort of weird situation of like life imitating art and then like four months later we've, we just called the police on him and the police but like the police must have shit him up because uh, they they end up phoning us up and going we can't actually do anything about this because like we can make a phone call but that's it and we're like yeah. fuck the police <laughs> <laughs> and they were like and they were really nice but I like but you know I was raised on NWA so yeah, like of I don't want to have to use you but <laughs> um, and so um, then it turned out that he had basically um, he'd been working on this farm he'd fucked off back to fucked off back home which was not where the farm was yeah. and like hadn't like had sort of left really really quickly and like fucked over the owners uh... of the farm and so the guy the farmhands who were there still had the camera or was still lying in like a barn somewhere yeah and so um, and they were like so is there a reward for this and we were like after six months we were like yes there's a reward for, for it and so we met them in like the KFC Yeovil or something oh my days and uh, we got the camera back mm. and um, yeah how much do you have to pay like 50 quid oh that's fine oh, yeah, that's fine they must have that's bare cool. KFC that night they got like four that's fine we're eating lamb tonight boys <laughs> <That's it. laughs> guaranteed they spend it all immediately in KFC <laughs> yeah. they, they were like we would have taken a tenner <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was a weird six months and like the, the night that my, my mates showed up with the camera like I was at home with the brand new baby who would not go to sleep yeah. and my wife was like at the end of her tether tired like please can you make it go to sleep so I can go to bed and I had this moment they knock on the door I open the door crying baby they hold up the GoPro and I'm like looking at the baby looking at the yeah, GoPro yeah. looking at the baby going um, do you mind looking after the baby because we yeah. sent some lamb into space <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and like like the thumb when the thumbnail came up we were like definitely had a tear in my eye it oh, was beautiful I bet. man I bet because you you have to watch this online because yeah. it is it's, it's so it's like, stupid you have to well someone else ripped off the idea recently didn't they really? yeah there's been loads of like versions of it because like, trends in, in the six months when we were waiting for our footage yeah. someone did like a pizza slice in space and we were like oh. mother <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding on to that that bottle top for a really long time. <laughs> but but for the dramatic effect, yeah, and, and it works. And it was like yeah, a mic fine. I'll, I'll pick no, up. No, 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 you leave it there. It's no, not, it will it's forever not be there. I really, not, I really want to clean, clean up after myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in someone else's house. You know? <laughs> it would be rude. No, I, I, this is a fake house, actually. It's uh, hired for this, for this purpose. <laughs> it's a model house. So, but that's... um. So there's a pie in space, all of this shit. But the thing is that it made... It was emotional when you can see this bit of meat on the edge of you can actually see it on the edge of space against the curve of the earth Matthew yeah that's insane it's like Felix Baumgartner when he did the Red Bull jump <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but more interesting but more interesting <laughs> yeah it's fucking sick would you jump out of a no, fuck Boy, that. I do? don't even go to Fort Park. Like, I can't even do that shit. Yeah. I've, I've like, like, uh, like, literally, like, I'm not going to go to Disneyland. And, like, I, I, when I was a kid, I ran out of like the Lilo and Stitch ride because I couldn't deal with it because it was spinning too fast. Like, I'm a pussy, yeah. through and through. But I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I try to excel at everything I do. 
So because I'm a pussy, I'm a really good the, pussy. The escalators on the the Berlin U-Bahn are really high. They spin me out. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, and no, I can't, I can't Fuck, do that. I'm not going to Berlin then. Are we, are, we all, are we all people who are scared of heights? So, so definitely scared of heights, yeah. Why, I, why do you need to go so high? You don't have to go so why high. Why do you need no, to go for a never. walk along a clifftop? <laughs> yeah, go to the pub. That is a pub to I, don't I don't go upstairs. Why do you need to go upstairs? <laughs> yeah, it's because you, you live on the bottom floor. I always said that the only way I would ever jump out of a plane as if I was uh, a spy and there were snakes on the and there were snakes <laughs> and there, I was a spy and I was getting in an assassination situation and then like I had a Union Jack uh, um, parachute <laughs> and I was wearing a tux like fully yeah if I was James Bond basically then I would jump out of a plane but there's, that is the only way and and then someone pointed out to me they tried to call my bluff they were like you know you can actually pay for that experience now you can pay for the James Bond experience where you get chased by fake assassins I'll happily pay for you to do it <sighs> maybe I'll have to do it because I, I, for me I feel like, like there's always an altern- alternative to stuff like yeah. rather than jumping out of a plane I'd rather just get stoned and zoom really quickly on Google Earth um, that's a perfect op- that's a perfect opportunity to uh, break for the piss break the tradition where we will return for a very tiny midday shot and for the second half of the podcast Uh, so, so we're back uh, on the Thanks for Trying podcast episode twelve uh, in part two. We had our piss break. Um, we've discussed many Did things. You say kiss break. We had our kiss. <laughs> we had our kiss break. The annual tradition of the uh, podcast every time we just makes up for a little like at least every, five every minutes. Guest, and comes back. Every guest uh, exchanges. Well, I think it's exchange as well. Exchange STIs and, and, and emotions. Yeah, too fucking right. <laughs> that's what you should call it. STIs ST- and emotions. STIs you know? and emotions. That's my first album. That'll be. That's my album name. Like dropping. Done. Sorted. Um, and we're talking about how you do um, co- covers. Like you do. You have a. But that's actually on my list. Look, rapping on stage, Matt. Rapping on stage. Um, that's on my list. You do. You do a bunch of covers in your set, um, which are fucking sick. They, and a lot of them are garage covers, right? Yeah, like I have a whole middle thing where I just do like a collection of garage songs it's like, on the guitar and on the guitar like kind of changing up not singing it like a garage way just doing like because the vocal melodies I've always thought were insane they're fucking brilliant like, amazing hooks amazing everything yeah. so I always do like are you going for like the John Lewis Christmas ad like slow down yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> three, three two, like one select <laughs> with a dog bouncing yeah exactly. and, and a child time. and a Christmas present yeah. <laughs> sweet like chocolate boy you were saying you did that's fucking cool as fuck that, that you put that in your set and you also do f- freestyles which I I, like, I love watching you do your sets man I fucking Thanks. I love it I'm always there and cheering you on and like fucking hitting people if they're not paying attention <laughs> it's fucking A&R cunts you know what I mean like I'm not gonna fucking watch the show and I'm just there like wanting to stab everybody but then it's fucking sick the one bit of your shows I can't watch I can't watch I just can't do it is when you do the freestyle raps is it that bad? It's not that it's bad. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's actually all right. It's, it's pretty good. I can't watch it because, because I'm like, oh God, he's going to offend somebody. It's happened a few times. It's like Kirby enthusiasm waiting for like yeah. Matt to say something that people are going to be like, oh my God, he said. So tell, tell Nikesh about um, maybe some of the, the worst <laughs> moments it's, it's that you've like, had. Because like when you're a singer-songwriter, like when, you start, when I first started off, like there's so many guys out there with guitar singing and writing songs about their ex-girlfriend and I fall straight into that fucking category and I like so my whole thing was like this kind of because when I grew up younger I was so into rap music and freestyles and 
it was really strange in Kent there is like there was a little freestyle like rap battle kind of vibe and scene going down and I was like 13 year old like fat kid in a tracksuit that wanted to get involved in it then realised I was awful at rapping but I can make shit off the top of my head pretty quick so then when I started doing my own shows I always made it a thing that I'd get the crowd to say certain words and I'd like do a freestyle rap because straight away when people aren't listening to you their attention goes when you can call the guy in the front row and say exactly what he's wearing and say you'd probably sleep with his girlfriend that's the kind of things that go down but then one of the worst ones was I played a show in Westfield and Sh- Shopping Village Shopping Village shopping Westfield village. so it's like me and a guitar not, it's Christmas n- not like there's Westfield kids, in, in Wiltshire yeah. <laughs> no but there's like so there's like so I was like oh someone give me some words some guy said um, hunt Oh, so man. I said like I was doing this freestyle I was just like I didn't come out here to search for the hunt but it's not my fault that you're a fucking cunt forgetting that my voice had been played through every single store oh. through the whole entire Westfields oh. during Christmas with all the kids ice skating in front of me and I've just called this guy a cunt and everyone's like <gasps> I literally got dragged off the stage but when I first started doing stuff I'm playing shows in like small little bars with loads of drunk people and I'm like doing open mics and things like that so you tell drunk people, give me three words, I'm going to freestyle about it. The shit that came out, like someone would be like, right, midget, dildo. Like that str- like says a lot about us mm-hmm. as a nation, <laughs> that you say, we're going to do a freestyle rap. What can you rap about? A midget and a dildo. Go. And you're like, this you're isn't like, my first midget dildo. Yeah, this isn't. <laughs> I got it Let me refer to my eight songs I have about this subject. <laughs> <You mean? laughs> this, this is not my first roadie. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, oh, right, you, you know, shit, you know what? Sorry, before we carry on with this, uh, that we have got the annual tradition of doing a shot that I've totally, completely skipped past. Even though it's the middle of the day, we're doing it anyway. I've only poured mini shots of a wonderful Icelandic vodka that I brought back from Iceland two days ago. In, in Iceland, they just call it vodka. <laughs> That's a really good point. Okay, who's the one? I, I'm, I'm thinking of a store, isn't it? So we have to do it. You've got, I've only poured a little one, so it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, you go. Cheers, 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 cheers to you. Pleasure to see you. Sante. You too. Yeah, it's quite nice. Hey, fucking nice. That is smooth. Really smooth. It's Icelandic. Icelandic. Everything is so expensive out there. I just thought I'd let you know. Oh, mate. Same in Finland. Apparently, Iceland. Sorry, I just completely interrupted you. No, go ahead. But apparently, Iceland had prohibition until like the late eighties. I did. I I did not know that. Really? Beer was illegal. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. But you could still drink spirits. But beer was illegal. But it's like, I went, we went to the supermarkets just to like stock up and, um, you know, buy some stuff and, you know, cook a, cook a meal. And we were looking at um, aubergines, eight pounds each. What? Fuck. Asparagus, 12 pounds. No. I was like, bruv, a, a little thing of like one and one pound bags of salad was like six pound. Like, what? It's, it's mad on it's all those crazy. countries. An eight pound aubergine. <laughs> An eight pound aubergine. New album. Yeah. That's eight pound aubergine. Because <laughs> there's a thing when I was in, I Broke think I was in like Latvia or Estonia, or, or, I can't remember where I was, but there's like a boat that goes between that country and Finland. Right. And everyone gets the boat because it's so expensive in Finland to drink mm. and party. And the boat's still like the previous like uh, economy and the previous like yeah. uh, currency. That everyone goes on this boat and it's called the bang boat where it's just a crazy party on a boat because no one can afford to go out in Finland. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I regret I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm next going back time. just to do it <laughs> I mean Shit. next tour I'm just going on boats because Norway's the same like I always think you judge a place by how expensive their chocolate bars are and in, in Norway that's the fat kid inside you bro yeah definitely <laughs> five, 100% Norway five pound chocolate bar no 
Can't do it, man. For me, it's cigarettes. Like cigarettes, and so, so it baffles me that in some countries cigarettes are like the cheapest thing. Mm-hmm. That like they people just throw them away. It's like whatever. Then you come to England yeah. and like you have to get a small loan from Wonga to buy twenty packs. It's, like, it's insane. You kind of like, why well, yeah. I'm, I'm paying twelve pounds? Yes, I'm killing myself. I know, and it's so bad because like, I was just in India as well. Did, did the India tour? I haven't seen you since then. And cigarettes oh. are so cheap there that you just can't. But disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like my, my, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm out of place anyway, but I feel like I, I get it's the smoke so is bad I love like I love smoking, but I'm very aware I'm very aware of the risks. And if I wanted to smoke, I don't the tax on it isn't gonna stop me from smoking. Like no. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do just it anyway. It. Like it's the same it's the same with drinking, with all of it. But you know The one the one that's like when I first started doing my music, I didn't like, I wrote this song called Alex, which is like my first single on mm. my record label. Got fuck loads of listens I saw yesterday on Spotify. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's doing all right. Um, but like, because the song was called Alex, it was about me like and meeting this girl and getting into drinking and drugs and all this different stuff. But obviously it couldn't be like, oh, let's do a picture of a line of cocaine. So I made my own cigarette packet with like my name on it. Yeah. And I thought it was a really cool design. It was not meant to be anything but a metaphorical thing. Mm. But then the kids who started coming to my shows who were 14 years old are turning over packs of cigarettes and throwing them onto stage and... Uh, and that that really hit me the fact that like that can't is advertise genius it's genius but it's like great for me but then like this thing is toilet, toilet, toilet paper, paper. <laughs> toilet. I go through a lot of toilet, right, toilet paper, paper man. <laughs> man I know so a house at least 30 rolls of toilet paper like every time I'm broke I'm just like I run down great there and steal the thing and go great idea. that's my membership fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell yeah but yeah, so this is why I just felt bad because like you can't advertise smoking. I just realised like if we could advertise smoking, mm. that's why it was so bad. Like now kids don't smoke so much because you can't advertise it. You think kids aren't smoking as much? Honestly, like from you know, I don't think they are smoking as much. Like, I feel like they've clocked on. Like because we were part of that generation, we but it's so kind of, cool. Like, it's not cool. It looks so it cool. Smoking <laughs> is cool, and you know it. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Branding. Man. I'm watching. I'm watching both of you smoke, and I'm thinking, oh man. <laughs> 2009 was a delicious year. <laughs> delicious year. <laughs> so do you, Camel lights do you were... Camel was the one, innit? Oh, it? man. Yeah. To be fair, Mar- like, Marlboro... <laughs> I was, I was I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just like miming smoking a camel light right now. It doesn't look like he's miming smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hand to mouth gesture. It could be counted as a smoking. It's down to you. Hey, it's been eight years for him. Oh really? No, no. I, Since I went, I went through like a long period of just like of of like poncing fags off my mates and then and you then getting guy. guilty and then just going well I'll just buy 10, 10 fags when I go out and get drunk I got really drunk <laughs> between 2009 and like and then but then I had a kid and I was like okay I suppose now all the down. fun stuff yeah. has to end yeah. but a glass of wine with di- a glass of red wine with dinner you might as well just finish the bottle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is, that is Bristol talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that is also that is also middle age approaching very quickly. Oh, as don't well. say that. Middle age has changed now, man. It's not it's not what you think it is now. Middle age is sixty. We're gonna live for a long time. I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna live for a long time. You know. I think you will. Man. All those cigarettes and booze. Yeah, once you once you go platinum, they're gonna fucking cryogenically freeze you, man. They're gonna you know it's fine. I'm waiting for my acceptance to the Illuminati. Like that's all I, I want. I want to get big enough to get into the Illuminati or some shit. It sounds great. Oh, I'd love I think once I fear. think once you have five hundred listens on Spotify, I meant to say five hundred thousand, but I'm day drinking, so <laughs> <laughs> Simon, yes, five hundred thousand is what I meant to say. Yeah, I've got like that, so it's uh, all right. 
Oh, Billy Big you Balls. didn't get you didn't get the I didn't get the invitation. Oh man, it was last Tuesday. Oh fuck, you fucked up. J.K. Man. Rollings in his. <laughs> she was in there like you got to sign yourself a fantastic new piece. <laughs> have, no. you, have you have you met her yet? <laughs> no. Oh shit. No. You think she would like? She'd, she thinks she'd roll through to this. Come yeah, down, she, she should chill. She loves getting boozy, doesn't she? Who knows? She, she loves fighting. She's too busy fighting with Piers Morgan. Is she still fighting with True, Piers Morgan? I, rate, I rated that. I yeah. rated Piers Morgan funny. is a cunt. Like, yeah, and I want to say this now. No, he is the right. biggest cunt. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know why people, why he's got a platform. Him and Katie Hopkins just need to be fucking sent off somewhere. Yeah, I know. I don't Piers Morgan definitely knows he's a douchebag, but I think he's leaning into it. Yeah. But like, Same it, with Katie Hopkins. Money. Yeah, he's doubling down. He's like, Yeah, I think so. I think it's all... It's... it's it's really fucked up, twisted PR. That's what. It, that's all it is. I, someone was telling me that they had Katie Hopkins on a TV show they were doing, and before the TV show, Katie was saying, "Oh, which which line do you want me to take? Do you want me to take this one or this one? I'll just say whatever." I'm like, it kind of shows you're that so principled. Yeah, she doesn't care. She just wants to do it for the. But the only issue is that like she's doing it, like you said, like oh, she's just doing because it it's to say stuff because they know mm. she'll get booked for the TV show. They'll pay her loads of money because yeah. she says it's interesting as fuck having someone say the things that no one wants to hear. But then you, but then people believe in her and how, stand up with her, and that's the problem. That's but the how problem. empty do you have to be that yeah, like completely. you will say all manner of objectionable shit mm. just to be famous and well paid? But like, yeah, but we live in a generation of like from from my experiences like. I've grown up with Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and that's like a verification of yourself as a person straight away. Like, mm. I like kids that come to my shows; they've got more followers than anything. They've got like thirty thousand followers, and that's their thing. They want to because yeah. there's going to come a time where someone goes like, "Oh, I don't hang out with him; he's only got a thousand followers." That's if you watch the black new series of Black Mirror. There's an episode yeah, 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 just yeah. like that. Yeah, um, fuck. Well, yeah, no, that's that is that is strange. And I've, I, but you have to verify it on Twitter as well. You, you are as well. You are as well. And you, you, it's anno- it's annoying. I, did, I am. I I did. I, I did. Verify. I did it. <laughs> Verified it. I, and it's true. People do weirdly. Like people completely see you differently. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds stupid. Like you, you like straight away someone follows you on Twitter and they're like, "Oh, you're, you're verified." So straight away that means yeah. you must be someone. But like it's not works like that because I got like, verified because I was getting bullied by, by Twitter eggs. That's really? the only oh reason that I was like, and I complained to Twitter about like because I imagine you get a lot of like fucking harassment, and I've seen you retweet some of some of it and like talk about it on Twitter as well. And I imagine it's fucking awful, like to get all of this shit all of the time from these. It racist gets, cunts it gets boring after a while yeah so it gets really boring for someone to go well um like with, with brexit like it's got nothing to do with me because mm. I, because i'm not white and i just think but i was born here and, yeah. yeah but that's not enough for you mm. i've got a british passport it's not enough no. No. um and it just gets boring to have have to have the same stock answers so i, I the quality filter guys yeah, yeah. it quality- baffles me there's no even imagination to it you're like okay like mm. is someone not coming out with like a different like stupid thing to fucking say it's just so, the same yeah. bullshit so like 20 minutes after the referendum result came in someone tweeted me and said I'm I'm gonna set your greasy ass on fire wow. <laughs> and wow. I was like man <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> almost right, sounds right. like he's flirting. Right, exactly. <laughs> I think someone's just Whoa. hitting you. <laughs> Greasy, really? Wow. And like, and um, some some guy who's like the hero of fucking Chuck Palahniuk, the author of Fight Club, who's now like this, like this this guy. I can't even remember his name. He's like this big outright blogger wrote this like thousand word article about me and basically like all the way through just finds new ways of basically calling me a packy without without actually wow. calling he called me a chubby samosa matt 
Oh, wow. And do, you, wow. and do you know what is worse than a chubby samosa? Yeah. A thin samosa. <laughs> you want your chubby samosa to be chubby. chubby. Exactly. Yeah. If anything, that's a good samosa. Yeah, exactly. As a quality yeah. of samosa, the chubby I think the compl- better. I think it's exactly. good compliments, to be honest. Fantastic. Yeah, I think he was flirting. You're I, right. 100%. You're right. But the internet just baffles me with the stuff that people come out with. Like, I, I, I know, I, when I first started, I would always read the comments because I was just like, oh, I want to see what people said about my video. And it was always nice stuff. Yeah. And then slowly as you start getting more people watching, mm-hmm. like last night I went, I looked at one of my videos and someone was like, um, is this the guy from Busted or what's happened to him? He now looks like a chubby gay cross-dresser running through Soho singing karaoke songs. <laughs> and I was like, I do look a little like a chubby cross-dresser. <laughs> I will take that on the chin. But like, seriously, what would you do with your night? Like yeah. you're sitting there at 1am in the morning going, right, okay, I could this go on Pornhub up and chill out, yeah. but actually, I'm going to go give this guy abuse yeah. on a video with like what fifty thousand views. What a cunt! Yeah. So I'm still angered by it, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I just noticed you've changed your t-shirt. Oh uh, no, I was just bare hot in it. He took bare. He took his. He took his. Uh, oh, were you wearing off. two t-shirts? No, I was wearing a vest in it. Vest. I, in I it. thought, ah, it's the, the the piss break also the the, the costume, costume change. change, mate. You oh got yeah. It. I was like, wow, these pop stars, man. Pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> For one variation of a black t-shirt yeah, to another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just black attire all the time. Man, I wear black. Man, I wear, man, I wear, man, I wear black. Man, I wear black. I mean, it looks great. So well done. Oh, thanks, mate. It's great. It's Supreme, because obviously I'm... Supreme, Jesus Christ. Supreme, £800 for a black t-shirt. Yeah, literally. Fuck that shit. You get to queue for You should well, go to Savers. So you should go to Savers. <laughs> Buy Michael Buble's, Stacey Solomon's, uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Mate, when I went to LA, <laughs> when I went to LA, oh, yeah, um, in LA that's right. I'd never been like to a thing. It was like Grammy time, so I'd never been to a place where you get gifts and stuff to go to a party. Mm. And I was at this amazing party, and this person gave me these gifts back, these gift bags, and I was like, "Oh my days!" And they were like, "Oh, there's perfume mm. in there." I was like, "Shit!" Like free mm-hmm. gifts. Yeah, I carried these bags around all of LA, like yeah. my fucking life depended on it. Yeah, got back to England, opened up this box. It was Empire, the movie themed perfume. Oh. No, the TV series Empire yeah. themed. Well, it smelled like cat piss and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I was so like, and new I, album because everyone was laughing at me at all these fucking house parties. And yeah. like, have you seen the cunt over there with his fucking gift bag running yeah. around? And I, I was like, and I came out. I was like, the perfumes you make, like, who needs to smell like the TV series Empire? I don't understand. Or Stacey Solomon. Or Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, I like. I don't get it. I don't get it. I still want. I still want my own perfume. Um, but how was so? How was LA then? Insane! It is a crazy place. Yeah, I love, I've realized I that. fucking love LA. I'm, I'm gonna move out there because, like, it. I, it if I just you can, got, I just got it. Like going, like this is why I don't really travel much. I've already had the opportunity to travel, and thanks to music, I have been able to travel and see mm-hmm. places that I've never got to go to in my life. And to go there, just like straight away, I was like, okay, people are like this. Like mm-hmm. there is some crazy people out there, and it's like the moment you meet someone, it's not like how you're doing. It's hey, my name's Pete. What do you do? Yeah, everyone. Some people hate that, but I fucking love that. I fucking hate it. Like you go, you go for a coffee, tell somebody you write music, next thing you know, you listen to their mixtape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But part, all right, I think it's just very honest because people feel like that over here. Except what they do in response is tell you your shit before they've heard your music. And that's that's the difference. Like at least over there, like good friend of mine, Jason Farrand, out in LA. He's an English guy that director moved out there and just directs lots of lots of adverts. And mm. he did an, an amazing TV show out there as well. And he told me that the difference between the English culture and LA, more specifically, because New yeah. York's very much like London, mm. uh, is that that um, in England there's a train 
and then everyone goes, oh, where's this train going to? I'm not going to get on this train until yeah. you tell me what the destination is. And then LA, everyone gets on the train, the doors close and they go, great, cool, where are we going? <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's, that is the difference. Everyone kind of want, I would meet producer DJs out there people do, do exactly the same thing as me so I'm their direct competition and they go great what do you do let's link up let's yeah, fucking yeah, go yeah. to the studio tomorrow you know what I mean like, wants I, I up, love everyone that. wants to up themselves and get further like, in, I do find it in England there is this kind of like especially in the music yeah. scene it's so competitive of course. you like release something and for every 10 people that are happy for you there's another 20 that are like yeah. fuck him he's shit anyway why is he getting this exactly like, when I sell my record deal majority of the people that supported me before mm. loads of friends who are artists then were like nah, nah fuck him I hate that shit and even though nothing had changed apart from mm. that someone had verified me through mm. like being like we believe in you mm-hmm. they were like nah Matt's music shit and I'm like well last week he was bopping it in the Uber <laughs> like yeah. why is it now shit well because mm. you ain't like that's the, how it is it's yeah. Uh, but, but and then when you one level up, they'll all take credit for it. Mm. You know, we've even had people try and take credit for introducing us. <laughs> yeah, in the truth. You know what I mean? True, true. Like, we've had true. people going, "Oh yeah, you only work with him because I set that session up." I'm like, no, no. I called our. I, basic, I was. I basically like slid into his DMs. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I think you're really, really talented. Can I work with you, man?" <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." So next thing I know, I'm in this guy's bedroom and he's playing his beats. And I'm just like, "Okay, cool." I don't know if I've just casting couch. Yeah, I was like, "Am I a hookup? Like, is there someone going to pass on a bottle of G soon? Like, what's going Ooh. down?" That's it. Um, so yeah, actually. <laughs> Yeah, shit. And also, while you're here, you, when we were talking a bit, a bit about it in the break, but my new album that I've just finished, you're on four songs on the album. Yeah, man. It's, it's fucking brilliant. So no, it's been fun. Know. It's been cool because, like, me and Corin. Thanks for calling me up for that guest 16, by the way. Oh, sorry. Next one. Next one. Yeah, well, we're eating the average EP now. <laughs> 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 you're more than allowed to be on it. It's <laughs> true. Um, yeah, we like me and when I when I started first time with Corin was like long time ago, long time ago, long time yeah. ago. Like I I was doing nothing, and Corin like helped me get like so much, so 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 much, put me on features that I'd never ever get and stuff. So then now when this albums came around, we've like gone back for the catalog and found the stuff that we did in yeah. the early days. And there's some gems and stuff, man. Fucking and I'm super excited about it. We've got a, we've got a song called "Don't Fall in Love with Me" that's now called "Keep It Simple." Change the name. Um, that he released on. It's very boring information until it becomes a hit, and people gonna listen back to this and go, "Oh shit, this is great." Um, and this is, and it, it you, really, you released it on your SoundCloud on like Christmas Day two yeah. years ago, and it fucking went mad. But I'm gonna leave that conversation there because I'm getting bored of myself. All I know is that it's a fucking wonderful album, and thank you for for being on that. Well, thank you for having me on it. Um, and so you're saying the, the fans are it's very fucking weird, and I imagine you, you well you've encountered it in negative ways, but I imagine you've had some weird positive things as well happening. Like, have you had anything kind of strange? Like, not necessarily negative, but have you had strange things coming out of having this book out there? Like, the latest book? Yeah, yeah. Like, people come up to you and go, you, like, this this book has changed my life. Like, today, I was at London Book Fair and yeah. I was running to the toilet because mm. I had 20 minutes to get, before I got the train to you. And then I was like, I need a piss. Yeah. This is gold information, by the way. Yeah. Great. No, we need literally it. Golden. We need it. <laughs> golden information. Golden shower information. Actually, it was it was cloudy white because I'm <laughs> I'm quite well hydrated, but <laughs> I also am not, not hydrated enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and uh, this guy was like, oh, you you seem like you're in a rush, but I just need to tell you, your book changed my life." And I was like, "How?" Oh, how, how 
And I, I, I just, I said to him like my my thought process, which was like, how do I, how do you relate react to that while you're running yeah, for a piss? And he was like, oh no no, I like I don't want to get in your. And I was like, no man, that's it's really really nice. And he tweeted me later, and I, and I was like, that's a really nice thing. That's kind mm, of like mm. it's really made my. Did day. you follow back? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah he was nice, a nice guy. Nice. But um, I don't, I don't ever we do have to that. check this information later. Yeah, <laughs> alternative like, news. The the weirdest thing, the weirdest. Well, it wasn't weird, but I kind of knew that th- this conversation was going to happen. Mm. Like the first gig we did on this tour, we did this massive tour in like September, October, November. The first gig, Waterstones, Bristol, like a really big Waterstones. Me, Coco Khan, Himesh, uh, Tamara Eastenders, and Darren, and um, we did our thing, and like the. the audience question thing which is always like really difficult because like there's yeah. always some guy who goes it's less of a question and more of a comment really oh, and Jesus they, Christ yeah. no and you're like fuck off snipers man. just ask me a question uh, and this, this woman put her hand up and she said um, how does it feel that we're all white here and you're, you're all just talking t- t- telling us about ra- like racism and we're all white how, 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 do, how does that make you feel and we were like have, have you looked behind you and she was like, well, what do you mean? And we were like, well, from where we're sitting, this is one of the most diverse, multi, yeah, multi-racial yeah. crowds that we've ever seen. And like, that is the spirit of the book. And she turned around. And like, the whole, like she just doesn't expect to see those faces it's in that space yeah. in Waterstone. So she's just erased, they don't exist in her head. And like, for me, like, having done book events for years and years and years, to finally have a book event that actually feels like the community you grew up in or like, yeah. you know, like the London, you feel like it, or yeah. like the city that you feel is like your your beautiful multi-racial city yeah. even in like Durham which is like Harry Potter for posho whatever university <laughs> town like it was still loads and loads of brown and black people and like people, East Asian people in the audience and we were like you do exist in Durham you do exist and um, that's been the really great thing yeah. for me is like kind of it's almost like you're disrupting these spaces mm, that are yeah. so used to and that's great and it's yeah. also because you're 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 creating a space that is that is I hate the word safe space but you are creating that so that people of all ethnicities can come and feel like it is for them and not just this is an important point even though it's, I'm drunk um, is <laughs> it's not just a, a book for white people from people from ethnic minorities or it's not just a, an album of musicians from Mali or wherever yeah it's that's, not like that's, rough, to perform. rough guide to yeah it's precisely and that, and that is quite a difference that a lot of people don't yeah, it's 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 the thing for everyone. And what what's been really interesting is like because there is a lot of like you you refer to white people when you're doing mm. the thing, and uh, you notice that pe- people really bristle when mm. you when you say white people. And um, there's this uh, comedian Hari Kondubolu, um, brother of Ashok, uh, who was in the band with Eames. Mm. Um, like he he has this joke where he's like, white people hate being referred to as white people because up until recently they were just called people, right? And that's that's a really interesting thing. Like yeah. th- that's where this conversation has now moved on to, yeah. where people can be like, let's let's just be a bit more honest about how we feel about yeah. these things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it was so it was so stark. Like when I went to like a uh, it was one of the Damon Albarn Africa Express concerts, and and I went there. And it's no fault through no fault of his or the, the organizers, but it was just the Syrian National Orchestra performing. And I kind of looked and I was like, this is beautiful, you know, like the music is obviously incredible. Yeah. And I kind of looked and I was like, yeah, oh, Paul Weller's come out, he's performing, this is sick. You know, and musicians from Syria. And I look out to the audience at South Bank and I couldn't spot one non-white face. Yeah. And I thought, there's a, a beautiful Syrian community in London. Like there's, you know, there's a, a huge 
Arabic community in London. Yeah. Why is no one like here in the audience? Why do they not feel like this is a, a space where they can come and enjoy music? Yeah. That's like I think I was probably the most Arabic person there, yeah. like you know, only a quarter. Like, this, this place right. feels intimidating. Yeah, like, royal festival hall. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It feels like people who have bought the seats that they're sitting on they've mm. got like a season ticket for the, for that seat or yeah. like it doesn't always feel and the and that's a bad example because like the programming at south bank is all about like bringing as many people mm. in as Inclusion. possible yeah. like where like whether they are successful or not they still have every intention yeah. of doing it they do yeah. and um like w- w- when we went to the africa express in bristol mm. i was like i was like it was really nice to see it. it was a really diverse audience mm. in there but but then i think bristol just naturally is a bit more it's quite mm. i think i because I, I feel like london like i feel like london has got that thing like i find it strange when you leave london and it isn't so multicultural mm. and it going to different places and you're like oh what for what for in a tour or? the whole entire top two weeks not one person but are you think that's sort of the type of mu- music or like or what, you it's, think it's, know, it's not... one of those things you're just kind of like oh, how like, I'm just so used to being everyone from everywhere and like you said like it's I don't know it just scared me a little well, bit well we're in a weird like, fucking time you know really weird it's weird seeing time. all these people come back like the people that I thought didn't exist yeah come out like, of the woodwork and from what I've found it's like you, some, you sometimes you meet people and they start talking about it thinking because you're white that you're yeah. also going to be thinking the same as them and yeah. you're like they see they meet, they're like oh yeah man like Brexit is great isn't it you're like no, it's fucking not. It's awful. Yeah. And but they they're assuming they because you're from Kent and you're like middle class yeah. white, you're gonna be like, listen, yeah, I've I've had weird ones where obviously no, I look fucking white as fuck, and yeah. people have come up to me and start like those those Arabs. Does does whatever, you said and I'm about just you like, asked someone once in a fucking session, didn't yeah, you? and I and so and, <laughs> and having a set session or like I had like a, an A and R just like started going on at me about like Muslims, and I was like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> and I went for a start, like, and I just went, I, 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 I when when people start talking, I don't go off and want to shout immediately. I just start trying to slowly take a deep breath and calmly break down. But they felt comfortable because I because I look white and I'm you know three quarters yeah. white. They're like they assume that I don't have an Arabic last name and I'm not whatever Tunisian <laughs> yeah. and then I'm just like so are you saying that like my you believe that about my granddad is that what you is that what you think because like I'm starting to feel away right now yeah. so let's talk about this and I'm like and it's so it's very very strange it's that, that kind like, of like the safe space thing like, there's yeah. some beautiful moments where everyone feels safe all together and there's no no one cares and that's I feel like definitely my generation of kids growing up are a lot, a lot more like that they you think is that Nikesh is there more hope for this next generation no fucking kids shut up so is is there hope is there hope for that next generation of dickhead kids showing outside my window yes Uh, yeah I'm I'm, uh, like my day job is as a youth worker and I Mm. work with young people like editing a a magazine where Mm. that they all contribute to and you know really work with them to kind of like build their voice and stuff Mm. and the kids I work with are more politically progressive than yeah. I am. I am like I'm still learning, whereas mm. for them it's all quite natural. And so, like they're having conversations about gender and sexuality and class and race. Oh, that massively. that I'm yeah. I'm having to go. I'm I'm just going to do some reading on, on <laughs> w- Wikipedia before I commit to an opinion. I wonder what the Atlantic thinks. And <laughs> and, and it is really nice. And 
I'm I'm convinced with like with all these conversations around diversity and like what's happening in politics, we're just waiting for the old racists to die out, mm, and yes, we're hoping that like the racism will give them a, an early heart attack, mm. but they will die soon. I really, <laughs> are, I really hope so. Real. I really hope so, and that is a. Uh, you know what? And that's a beautiful point uh, to end episode 12 of the Thanks for Trying podcast. Thank you so much to my wonderful guests, Nick Estrickler and Matt Wills Thank for coming you, down. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And what I should say before we uh, stop it is The Good Immigrant is out now in all, I'm guessing all good bookstores everywhere. And mediocre bookstores. And, and average, <laughs> average bookstores. Average, average bookstores everywhere. And online, I'm guessing it's Kindle and you can get it on yeah, yeah. everywhere. Uh, and Matt Wills' new single, Emily, is out now. Is it out on iTunes as well? Or just spot, It's out everywhere. everywhere. Emily, go listen to It's had to over that. 500 views. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. You're Illuminati, you're calling me right now. You're Sorry, I've got to leave. This is why we ending it now because Illuminati on the phone. I've got 500 plays on Spotify. <laughs> All my nan. All right, big up. Cool. You have been listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 12. Big thank you to my guests, Matt Wills and Nikesh Shukla. Matt Wills' new single, Emily, is out now. Nikesh Shukla's book, the Good Immigrant is out now too, so make sure you go support both of those. Big thank you to Seb White. We will return next month. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.